Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Fear is feedback to places we need to heal. If you have a fear, great. What an opportunity, you know? What is it that really scares you? Fear has made people think that self-interest will save them when great love and suffering affirm uh, we can't do it alone. You know what I was realizing this morning, because I was actually writing about toxic work environments and stuff and how they manifest into illness in women especially, right? And the reason why... I think it manifests in women, especially. It was so interesting. I was kind of having a little breakthrough, which I've had many versions of this breakthrough, but then something else hit me this morning. So when we're young, now maybe the newer generations aren't dealing with this, but like my generation, your generation. All I heard growing up with my brother was he's different. It's a, he's a boy. It's Mm -hmm. different for boys. Right. Right. So he could stay out late. He could do whatever he wanted. They weren't afraid for him, but I had to be afraid. Mm -hmm. I had to be afraid because someone might hurt me or take advantage of me or kidnap me or do something bad. I had to be perfect. I had to be a good girl. I couldn't speak. Like you have to just be quiet and and good. Right. Like that's how they, and the perfectionism that's like ingrained in us as young girls. And then I realized Oh, well, really, what's the difference as adults? Because that's how the adult thinking, the adult mind is. So when you go into the workplace as a woman and you watch your male counterparts be able to do whatever the fuck they want, Mm -hmm. right? Which is what I experienced. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted. They could literally be dicks all day long. And they were praised because they just, nobody would touch them because, I mean, God forbid you want to go up against him. He's tough. Mm-hmm. But God forbid we speak up and say we need something. We're divas. They instantly shut us down. Quiet, 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 quiet. Yeah. And then what happens? You get that lump in your throat that becomes thyroid disease. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so common because like you said, we're told, you know, be seen and not heard. And that is blocking our energy of expression. 
which is who we are. Like we are vibrating at this high level, at our highest and greatest vibration. We are speaking our truth. We're standing in our power. Like I can go through all the chakras. We feel safe and secure, but let's just go through what you just said. Cause I want to take us on this mm-hmm. journey through the chakras. The first thing you said is like, I don't feel safe. That's your root. Mm-hmm. So once your root is off, it affects your entire body. If we don't feel safe, we can't even functionally as our highest and greatest self because we don't feel safe. How do we get to feel safe when, for example, mm-hmm. I'm at Tony Robbins' seminar, and one of the most powerful moments at his seminar was when he said, hey, guys, raise your hands if you ever feel unsafe walking down the street. And like five out of 15,000 people raise their hands. Women, how many of you feel unsafe walking down the street and every woman's hand goes up? Right. And you're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Think about the energy that is ex- expand, like that we express every day, just living in fear, walking out the door. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Just to go get gas, I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in any kind of vulnerable position at any time because I'm scared, because I have been shown reasons to be scared. You, my friend, have gone through it yeah. on a whole other level mm-hmm. and from people you trusted, which will talk about at some point. But we are also taught, like I said, as little girls to be scared of what's possible. Yeah. So that's just something that's in us and for good reason, unfortunately. So how do we keep a balanced chakra when we're terrified? And then again, terrified as, as adult women stand by (laughs) and then terrified as adult women to actually speak your truth and be honest, because then the way they counter you. And if you watched impeachment, you will see Monica Lewinsky getting completely bullied, completely manipulated, completely tortured for speaking her truth because they will lie. They will come at you. They will say anything to discredit you. Yeah. So now how are we supposed to be honest? My philosophy, <laughs> like seriously, you went there, so let's go there. Let's go, let's go there because this I'm just needs to be. Let's take off your sweater, girl. She's like, <laughs> "What are we doing about this?" Like seriously, my philosophy is: fear is feedback. Fear is feedback to places we need to heal, mm. and not just one of us, but all Write of us. Write that down, damn. All of us, right? If all of the women in the room are afraid, that's where we need to heal. And it's not just a woman problem. It's not just a man problem. It's a us problem. Mm-hmm. We all got the problem. Yeah. You know, try woman, black woman, like fear, fear, fear on top of fear is anxiety, right? So once we see that, we have to do something about it. We can't just look at it and say, oh yeah, everyone's scared. Okay, next thing. Let's go on to the next thing. No. Is there any way in this moment that you can feel less fear. What would make you feel less afraid? Maybe if you turn to your partner of the opposite sex and look at them in the eye and say, I love you. I see you. I love you. I see you. That simple exercise. In that moment at that conference, if he asked that question again, I bet half the women would feel more safe. If the male came to us and said, I see you. I, I love, love you. you. I see you. Yeah. Because they're understanding our position. Because 
we all want to feel love and seen. Mm-hmm. And we're afraid because people if people don't see us, if they don't value us, if they don't love us, mm-hmm. then that's what we're afraid of. They will harm us. Yes. We're not usually, even though it happens. No, but I mean the generic fear too. Exactly. There's two of them. We're there talking two. two components here. And the fear first for one, our physical safety. Exactly. And then fear for our emotional safety right. and our like human so safety. So one yeah. is real fear and one is imagined fear, right? So the real fear is if... Your child is running out in the middle of the street. That's real fear. If you don't catch them, if they don't see the car and the car doesn't see them, the real fear is that they might get hit, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's real, right? And the perceived fear is if when my kid runs away from me, if I don't like slam them down or give them a whooping and make them not run away from me, then when they run out in the street or when they do something, you see what I'm saying? So one is real at this moment, someone's in danger and I need to get them out of the danger. Mm -hmm. The other is like, I'm actually going to give you some fear right now so that you don't get yourself in trouble in the future because I'm scared right now. You see that? Both of the fears are still feedback to places where we need to grow because at the end of the day, things are going to happen. But if we live afraid of the things that are going to happen, we're actually bringing that trauma into the now. Mm, Yeah. One. Yep. So now we're experiencing trauma twice. If something is going to happen, which I just said at the beginning, things are going to happen to us our whole entire life. Right. So why would I bring future trauma (laughs) Yes. Into the now. Why do I want to bring it it's such here? a great point because it's like we're fearing the thing that may never happen anyway. Exactly. But at the same time, it's really hard when we are again bred to be afraid as females. Exactly. And when you know how dangerous it is, right? Yeah. And and what's possible. And so, I mean, I feel like every time I turn around, I'm hearing about another girl that was roofied. Yeah. Literally, like people who are tangentially connected. Right. And you're just, you're just horrified. And I am terrified to have kids because I'm like, oh my God, I wouldn't be able to control that. And my fears are now going to be tenfold, right? Yeah. This is me rationalizing the the fact that it hasn't happened yet. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's why it's not supposed to happen because I can't handle any more fear. (laughs) Well, the thing is, and as someone who has experienced sexual assault, if Every relationship I get to, if everywhere I go, I'm afraid it's going to happen again. Or if I'm afraid, like, again, that's bringing the fear until the now that's not even existing. And also that fear, that trauma, that vibration is, again, misaligning me with love, protection, strength, everything that's in alignment with love. So I grew up, just like you, afraid, afraid of what I was wearing, afraid of what I had to say, afraid, 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 right? And so we know the energy that we put into something, we are, and not to say that things are going to happen just because you think about them, but those fears, those fears are feedback like, oh, okay, like you said, is this a lesson that you want to learn that you could still be loved if this happens, if that happens? In life, no matter what happens to us, we are asked, can you still be loved? Can you still align with love? I was just on the podcast with my dear friend, Londrell, and he said something differently than I normally say it. And it made me look at this quote differently. Um, and the By the first way, time I, I love that you're actually crediting him. I hear so many people adopt what other people say and they just make it their own. And it's so frustrating to me. I know. So like, it doesn't hurt to just say, oh, this person told yeah. me this. Anyway, go ahead. And I'm actually going to credit someone else for it. So, <laughs> so my, my, my spiritual godfather, <laughs> um, Michael Bernard Beckwith, um, you know, I, I started going to Agape and it was like, you know, I learned, you know, we are spiritual beings. 
having a human experience. Mm-hmm. And I wrap my mind like we're a spiritual being yep. having a human experience. I love experience. that line. When I experience um, sexual assault, I what helped me heal is I realized like I am not what happened to me. I am a spiritual being and that is something that happened within my human experience. And I don't have to attach to it. What Landrell said about a month ago when he came on my podcast, which blew my mind, is that we are spiritual beings having a spiritual experience. And I was like, not a human experience. And what it gives you the opportunity to do is no matter what's happening to you in the human experience. Doesn't kind of matter. Because you align spiritually. Mm. You feel it? Yeah. So it's like every moment is sacred. Even this moment with you, it's like, it's sacred. Like I can get like caught up in like the past and what happened to me and the trauma and like, you know, just like have a moment, right? Like, oh, of anger or frustration. And then we can come into this moment of connection, of sisterhood, of community. And it's like, what's the problem? Mm. We're spiritual beings having spiritual experience. And so when you take the power, and I love that he said this, like we at any moment can remove it from this fear, from this frustration. It doesn't mean it disappears. It doesn't mean the problems in the world disappear. There are still places we need to heal. But at any given moment, you can align with love and bring yourself back to a spiritual experience. Mm. And that is empowerment. And that's what people listen to. If you feel depressed, if you feel down, if you feel sad, bring yourself back to the now. You know what's interesting about that? is I feel like I had the most amazing conversation with Deepak Chopra where he talked Mm. about kind of, I mean, how much of a speck we are in this universe. Like (laughs) the Milky Way is still a speck in the universe and whatever. And when you think about a spirit having a human experience, the human experience is so less than a speck. A speck divided by a billion <laughs> multiplied by, you know, 0. 0.00001 divided by another billion. But the spirit is so much bigger than the human experience. So in a sense, even though this is sacred, none of this fucking matters. Yeah. Because it is, it's the 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 spirits that are aligning matter, right? And the love that's aligning matters because that's what is bigger than the little things that happen to us and and around us. And that's, I think, what's like so cool about that. Right. Because you don't get caught up in the human experience when you focus on the sacred. It's like a healthy compartmentalizing. It's a (laughs) health. And it's it's also in 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 the sense of oneness, right? And I believe in oneness. If someone's hurting anywhere, we're all hurting everywhere. Mm-hmm. If someone's in joy anywhere, we're, we can bring that joy into our life as well. Yeah. You know, and when you think about it from that perspective, yeah. if you can own it, it can help pull you out of the darkest days. Because, I mean, I've had some dark days. Yeah. You know, I've gone through EMDR. I've gone through lots of therapy. I've done a lot of work when it comes to meditation, yoga, breath work to help myself heal. And what I realized is that I'm not going to ever stop doing those things in this human experience because the more that in this world, especially as an empath, the more I'm receiving, the more I need to process, right? And when you energetically receive the news, receive social media, receive all the things that separate you from love because they put you in a state of fear, Mm -hmm. you need just as much aligning yourself with love. 
right? You can't go all day with the news and with social media without your meditation, without your yoga, without your best friend telling you how great you look, without yeah. the foods you love, without the drinks you love, without all the things you love. Because again, it's an imbalance. Mm. And that's what's happening in the world today. There's yin and yang. There's light and dark. That's never going to stop happening. What's happening is that we're out of balance. We're so piled up with so much fear, that we can't see the sacred, we can't see the love, we can't be in gratitude because mm-hmm. we're overwhelmed with the darkness. And so my goal, you know, with my book and what I do is just bring the light, bring the love, acknowledge the darkness, acknowledge how we need to heal, acknowledge how we need to stop attacking people in, this, in the street, acknowledge how we need to stop neglecting ourselves, neglecting others, and neg- neglecting our planet. How can we stop doing that? Talk about that. But also live in the now of, and we're still here. Yeah. And we are breathing. And if we're breathing, then we have an opportunity to heal. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. 
T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heal Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heal Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I guess like when you do have a fear like that, right? Like for example, I was calling my um, fertility doctor just the other day. I'm like, should we, should we test the embryos again? Like for, for diabetes? Cause my dad's diabetic and you're just afraid because you don't want anybody to go through the pains that you've seen, right? How do you get past knowing that you have control over bringing them in or not? Well, this is where certainty comes in. And I don't mean certainty in the state of being, um, feeling safe or secure, because that's how some people understand certainty, but certainty in that whatever will ultimately be is for your greatest good. And it's really leaning into the unknown completely. It's that because we can do, you know, you're going to test the embryos, you're going to do everything that you can do, right? But then it gets to a point, as you're saying, where it actually could be harmful. And where's the sense in that, right? So then it has to go to a place that I know that I'm destined for greatness. But this, you have to do the work before of like self-love and really giving yourself feedback and being kind to yourself and, and doing all the things that we've talked about so far together, where then you are able to say, I've done everything in my ability, and now I'm just going to let go and trust the creator. And I really did that with all of my pregnancies and deliveries, because that was where fear showed up for me in a big way in each and every one. And then finally, the fourth time I was able to really remove fear completely and give birth in a way that I felt like I was the creator. I was co-creating. I was part of that energy and that certainty. And it was the most powerful experience of my life. Well, one of them anyway, maybe most. Yeah. Do you feel, or, or can you explain how Josh has changed you and, and, um, yeah, I'll ask the second one after. In so many ways. I mean, I think that all the things that I've studied through Kabbalah, he really allowed me to experience it and understand it more fully. Um, he's an example for me of what's real. He's part of the 99% realm. And he puts in clear focus for me, what all the other illusions are about. And um, I'm writing children's books. Uh, I'm very inspired by, by my family and in a creative way. So I wrote my, we've written 10. So the first one's coming out in the fall. That's Um, a lot. I know I'm like that. If when I get something, when I get excited about something, I'm like really excited. And then I'm all in and then I push pause and I, obviously I'll release them slowly, but you know, strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Um, so the first book is called the gift of being different. And that's about my youngest Abigail who got diagnosed with dyslexia a year ago. And it's about really embracing the things that you feel ashamed about because she admitted that she felt stupid or whatever we, cause we all have that, whether you have a diagnosis or not. Right. And to really understand that your uniqueness is your superpower and to really embrace that. So the second book is about uh, kindness and it's really also about down syndrome. So what Josh taught me is that, you know, for most of us, we take for granted all the things that we can do automatically, right? Like tie our shoes, drive a car, live independently. And um, Josh can tie his shoes, but he can't do the other two and perhaps he won't be able to. Um, But what he has naturally is kindness. And we have to work very, very hard to even be a little bit like him. Mm -hmm. So 
who who really has it backwards here? You know, he's he really is the kindest human I've ever seen. If he was starving and he was about to take his first bite of food and he saw that you were hungry and he didn't have, he would give you his plate gladly without a second thought. So pure. I went to, um, I stumbled upon a little restaurant here in Connecticut. Uh, it's called the Victorian and they Where hire in Connecticut? people. Uh, I think it was called Plainfield, Connecticut, actually. And they hire, it's part of a 501c3 and they hire people with different kinds of disabilities. Beautiful. And it was the most beautiful experience. And, um, it was just like, I was just filled with like pureness everywhere, serving the food, coming up to say, hello, how are you doing? And of course the food was amazing too, to boot, which is like, oh, okay. Um, but it was really such a beautiful experience. And I, I grew up with someone with Down syndrome in my church. And so I've had a lot of experience with it and it is, it's just pure. Um, they're pure and so he's a reminder for me every day of like, you know, his day it would be, he, he'd have a fulfilling day if he just made somebody feel good in that day or just, you know, good morning, giving a hug, like in the, in the simplicity, in the most beautiful way. Like we, that's, those are all the things that we have to remind ourselves to do. You know, we're mostly ruled by ego in and out of every single day. And, uh, so I think that's the, the biggest gift that he gives me daily, but bigger than that in a, in a big picture way. Um, it's like he put an imprint on me that really did change me. I, I don't think that I'd be living the life the way that I am if I had not had him. I don't, I know my marriage wouldn't have been what it is. We're going on 25 years in August if we didn't have Josh, but we chose that because if you look at statistics, most families who have a child with special needs end up in divorce because it's too much pressure for us. It broke down any barrier that we had. We were vulnerable in a way that we never would have been able to, if we had not had that shared experience. He's also been such a gift to his siblings. They didn't know that he had down syndrome uh, until they discovered it for themselves because we didn't raise him any differently. We never treated him like he was different. And I remember when my oldest was about 10, and he's an Aquarius, so he's kind of flighty anyway, but he was like, why is Josh different? And, you know, how come he can't do this or that? And I, I did preface it with, and I do believe this, that, you know, you're better at, you know, riding a bike and he's better at basketball and it, everybody's great at different things, but Josh also has an extra chromosome. So we talked about that and they were surprised and shocked, um, you know, and then they were like, okay. And that was that. Yeah. Wow. That's really amazing. I, I, I love that it brought you guys closer together. Um, and you're now able to do so much with it. Like those children's books will help so much huh. and so many people that's so neat. Um, and do you still have any, I mean, I know you said it doesn't live in you anymore, but have you, does it ever sprout up a little fear about his future? No, about Josh. Never, never. Wow. That, you know, I'm still human, so there will be fears. Um, but what I do is I, I challenge them immediately because when you don't do that, you tend to wear them and then you wear another one, you wear another one. And before you know it, you have this big load of, of heaviness walking around with you through all of your days. So whenever mm -hmm. I'm afraid of something, anything, like we went skiing, I'm an okay skier. I don't ski enough to really ever get that comfortable, but I'm a, I'm a pretty good skier. Um, 
So I, I took, I take lessons every time because I, I actually love to exercise and I love exercising daily more than I do skiing. So I'm like, I'm not going to get injured here. But I remember the last time I went on the last day, we went on a higher um, mountain and, and a more difficult run. And, um, and I was scared and I, I fell a little bit and then I recovered. And when we got down, he's like, okay, great. It was that, the end of the trip, right? He's like, you know, th- it was really nice meeting you. And I'm like, no, let's go do it again. He said, what? And I said, no, no, let's go do it again. He said, I've never had anybody in your, like at your level who did this, want to do that again. And I said, well, if I don't, then I'm going to be afraid next time. So it's, it's about that. I think, um, you know, seeing my father uh, and my mother-in-law, I was there when they passed and I helped them um, in many ways. And I was really strong. But I think now that they're not here and the re- the residue of that, you know, there's a little fear there I'm working through. But but the point is, I'm not going to let it become a fear. I'm going to I'm still trying to find out what is it exactly that I'm uncomfortable about and why. And so, again, I'm using it as an exploration and self-discovery to help me get to the next level of growth I'm meant to get to. I understand that. I see that process. I love that. Um, Kels Pooch in the booth, anything? Um that you guys are wanting to ask? You know, I guess if we kind of like, if we start to identify our fears, right? What's kind of, or what are some tools to then like go about releasing them? Okay. Um, Okay. So when we have identified them, I think that again, everything's body, mind, and spirit. So I think it's really important to be able to use all parts of ourselves. There's something called the Superman pose when you're feeling like you're afraid. Oh, no, exactly. Yes. Isn't that Wonder no, Woman? No, no, it's any superpower. It can be Wonder oh, okay. Woman, Superman, yeah. and you hold yourself upright. Your spine is straight. You're breathing more freely. You actually get the confidence um, and you feel differently. I think also be aware of your environment and how you are in different spaces. You know, are you hunched over? Is your breathing shallow? Are you feeling insecure, uncomfortable? It means that there's something there for you to look at. You're, you should be able to be in a state where breath comes easily, where you feel really comfortable in your body. So get the indications from all aspects of your being. Meditation comes in as a big tool, breath work, and of course, um, exercise. And I think that if you start your day with, I've identified one kind of thing that I want to work on, there's something called exposure. So go and do a little bit of that and pick the best time of the day. So let's say you're afraid of driving on the freeway. Don't start driving for an hour during rush hour traffic. And I'm going to conquer this fear. That doesn't make any sense. Instead, pick a time where there's like, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock, go from one exit to the next exit. And that's it for the day. Just practice it in small ways every day. I love that. I love the Wonder yeah. Woman. We just had, um, we re-ran Amy Cuddy. Amy Cuddy, exactly. And I think that that's, it's such a good tool. Such mm-hmm. a good tool. I know Pooch had one too. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering what happens when we ignore fear. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit sick. <laughs> I'll feel better. Um, I, I recommend never ignoring fear because it's, you know, it's like those things that we keep secret. We leave them in the dark. They just grow and grow and they have a hold on us. Um, so why leave fear unaddressed? What's why? Like for me, that doesn't even seem like a, a choice really. Like that's not even an option because if you have a fear, great. 
what an opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. what is it that really scares you? And if you use that, the, the thing we talked about at the beginning, you know, rate your fears, write down three of the greatest fears you have. And I suggest for your listeners to do this and um, write them down in detail. The ones that really you wake up with that go with you day to day. And then next to it, write down real healthy or illogical. Now you might need my help or my book. You can get to really help you make sure that you're right with the answer. But most people put them in the wrong order. They think they're not illogical when in fact, most all of them happen to be. And then once you look at that, you're like, okay, so I understand that this is completely something I can get over. And even if it was a real fear or you you could still transform it. So I think it's just look at the things that scare you. Do not be afraid. There's nothing. I mean, nothing's going to feel worse than you feel right now. Pooja, do you have a fear that you've been ignoring? I'm sure there is one. <laughs> Maybe when I'm when I'm more in the moment, I, I'll I'll think about it. But um, but yeah, I was just wondering in general because I mean we all have fears, and but you can't even really ignore fear, right? You you yeah, can uh, you can do nothing about it. But believe me, it's the one thing that you're thinking about every day, and that's mm-hmm. why that's very ineffective. Because or maybe not voicing it because you're scared or embarrassed to voice it. Maybe that's what you're saying, Kuj. Yeah, I think that's probably more what it is. Like when you just you want to push it down push so it down, bad, yeah, but so as we know, it. yeah, mm-hmm. like it'll always find a way to present itself. Or you're scared of the repercussions, you know, if you do speak. Right. Well, I love all of that. That's why I really like workshopping with people because I don't think there's any scenario where it would ever make sense. And I think it's just choosing which kind of world you want to live in and what kind of life you want to live. I lived the first part of my life really caring what people thought about me and trying to fit in and belong and make other people happy. And I was miserable. I was absolutely miserable. And then I decided, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll starve myself to death when I realized that that's not the best thing to do. I had to really start to raise the volume of my own desires. And part of that is it's is sharing even the things that you're not so proud of. And in doing that, I really started to choose myself over others. And that was a game changer. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Hey, Heal Squad. We have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better. And it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it. And we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show 
or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heel Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. Kelsey is so great at making sure she responds to all of you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heel events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heel Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you. If I take good care of my soul and my life, it can only benefit your soul and life. And if I take good care of your soul and life, it can only benefit my soul and life. They're not at odds. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, it's interesting throughout history, fear has made people think that self-interest will save them when great love and suffering affirm uh, we can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. No one yeah. can do it alone. Very true. What What are some daily practices? You know, I think it, this is kind of another one of those things. That it's like a muscle we need to build. What are some daily practices that we can start implementing to train ourselves to lead with love and not fear? Well, I think one thing is that that fear is a natural thing. We as human beings tend to inflate it. That's just because we're human. Mm-hmm. But And what all the spiritual practices and our own self-awareness and love does is say, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, you made it big. Now bring it back more accurately to what it is. And so we can practice that. So when I feel afraid, a rush of adrenaline and I'm afraid and I start to close up, I need to practice opening up when I close. After, right when I'm when I'm tight, I need to soften. When you know when I'm feel like I'm distrusting, I need to take a small risk. And we can practice those things every day because we during our day, you know, I can uh, go out the front door, miss the first step, and I get that rush of adrenaline. Whoa, I'm going to fall down. Well, there I've tightened up. Fear. Now I can stop and breathe and open back up, practice, because what matters is opening when we're closed. Mm-hmm. What matters is looking when we're afraid. And we all face that and we, can, we all can practice that. So, you know, when I get overwhelmed, I practice. I'm here in my study. I look out my window and I focus, I give all my attention to the nearest thing I can see, which is usually this tree out here. I invite people to practice giving all your attention and heart to the nearest detail you can see until it becomes your teacher. Until it starts talking to you. Because life will talk to us. Life will break our self reference. Explain how. Well, 
in the same way that I was mentioning before about about fear, that letting light in when I'm sad, letting letting light in when I am afraid, because it mixes with who I am, everything I'm not. So how do we stay open? This is why if I'm enclosed in my own fear, in my own thoughts, if I can pick up the phone and talk to you as a friend, it helps. Mm -hmm. That's why it helps, because I've broken the seal. I've broken the cocoon of my own fear and my own thoughts. And now I, I hear myself talking to you and I hear you talking to me and they mix like two cups of water. And now it's not just my water. And now I go, okay, yeah, this is real, but I made it much bigger than it is. Phew, okay. This is why we feel better for the moment when we do talk to loved ones. That won't take away my fear or pain. That's, I've got to live through that myself. But it's also filling up that bin, like we said, with other things. Yeah. So fear isn't the only thing in there and fear isn't the highlight. Yeah. So, you know, one of, I have a, a dear friend and mentor, Parker Palmer, amazing visionary educator. And, um, and he's often said, you know, how can I be so authentic that my fear, I don't drown in my fear, but it lives in me. Ooh, I love that. And we all know, right? We can feel the difference. And we all, you know, fear says, hello, we drown in it. You mm -hmm. know, Ugh. Oh, yeah. But then... I've been drowning then, for years. <laughs> <laughs> Someone sends me a life preserver every so often, but uh, otherwise but I'm that, doggy paddling in there. Each of us, what is our practice then? And that's what all the breathing and the meditating tradition, meditative traditions are about is... Yeah, how do we enlarge our sense of things so that now the fear lives in us rather than we in it? Mm, that's so good. That's so good. You know, our quote we started the show with today uh, was one of your quotes. We have become addicted to the noise of everything falling apart. Talk to me about the addiction. <laughs> well, you know, so so in life... Um, it's kind of like spiritual physics when things things are always coming together and always breaking apart uh, at the same time always but things when things fall apart or break apart they make a lot of noise just think of when you drop a, a dish in the kitchen but when things come together or are repaired they're quiet. This is just spiritual physics. So just think of when you glue that plate back together. It's a very quiet, slow thing. They're all happening at the same time. And we in the modern world have become addicted to the noise of things falling and breaking apart. And that makes it out of balance because mm -hmm. that is in the foreground. So... You know, when I was young and we only had three TV stations, <laughs> hmm. then the, the weather report was called the weather report. Now it's called Stormwatch. Yep. <laughs> 
Well, right. Storms only one form of weather, mm-hmm. but that's in the foreground. And and the same thing, of course, as you know, with the twenty four seven news, mm-hmm. it focuses on the noise of things breaking and falling and coming apart. And so we don't need to like not look at that, but we need to balance and right size it with witnessing things coming together. Mm-hmm. They're happening. It's happening. So we don't need a good news station. We need a whole news station that doesn't leave out what's coming together and repairing. And, you know, like it, it makes a lot of noise to break a bone and pain. And, but when that bone starts healing, which is one of the, when you just think about it, a bone breaks and immediately the two ends of that bone, they start growing toward each other. They don't make any noise. They don't announce anything. Nobody sees it. Here's it. That's amazing. So we have to let that into the picture every day. And if the news won't do it, then we have to do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that was one of the things that I loved learning. Uh, Tony Robbins, he said, you can let the world feed you or you can feed you. You know, feed your mind, feed your soul, feel, feed your spirit. And that's, I think, when I started every day kind of listening to something on YouTube that was positive, that was going to push me forward, that was going to help me, that was going to heal me. Um, I think that was when the awareness of we have these choices and, um, and if we choose to be addicted to the noise of everything falling apart, we're going to feel that every day. Focus equals feeling. Whatever we're focusing on, we're going to feel. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.